the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we are talking this week about the celebration of the birth of our Messiah, truly a miraculous work of God. And we saw that when we look at the New Testament, uh, we see words that are very specific as to the humanity of Jesus. In John 1.1, we read that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14 in chapter 1 of John, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Junie, it's just a miraculous, powerful miracle of miracles that God came to earth, manifested in his flesh through the Son of God. And I think of a verse that we read the last two mornings that really puts it all together. We find that in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, where the word says, But as for you, Bethlehem Ephratah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me, to be ruler in Israel, his goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. So here, the word is speaking about one to be born, because it says in Isaiah, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And here we see that this son, it says, his goings forth are from long ago. Jesus, who was slain from the foundation of the earth, came to this earth, God incarnate, Man, the Son of Man, and the Son of God. And you just read, Shelley, that it was for Israel, which is stating through the prophet that Yeshua, Jesus, salvation, the Messiah, the Holy One that came, who was fully God and fully man, was the Messiah and the King of Israel. You know, Junie, that reminds me of a verse that we talked on the radio, I think, a few weeks ago. The call of Jesus 
Okay, if you have your Bibles, just as an aside, uh, look at Isaiah chapter 49, uh, beginning at verse 5. And now says the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him in order that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God is my strength. Listen to beginning in verse 6. He says, It is too small a thing for you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. As you just said, this was to be he was to be a ruler in Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. This is truly, uh, we need to understand that Jesus, the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel came to restore Jacob to the Lord and also was to be a light to lighten the nations. And when you read, Shelley, the book of Acts, we see that the gospel went forth to the nations from the Jewish Jewish apostles. Right. And in the first century, it wasn't questioned that there was only one God and one faith because everything about Jesus was Jewish. It was the son of God, but also the king of the Jews and the Messiah for the Jews. And during the course of the 2,000 years and after the Nicene Council, it almost became uh, a given fact that Christianity is another religion. But Jesus didn't come to start another religion. That's right. Jesus was a Jew. He was born from a Jewish mother, and his father was God, and he's God himself, But what's so important is the incarnation is for all men. And there's a timing. In the fullness of time, he came. And there's a timing for unsaved Israel. And for those of you who are born again, who are part of the church, to remember that Jesus loves Israel. Jesus loves the Jewish people, and he's waiting for the church to reach out and love Israel and the Jewish people like he does. We're going to touch upon that toward the end of the week, Junie, but just the whole issue of incarnation is so powerful, and yet I think too many people just look upon him as a savior, but Jesus is also a pattern, a pattern, in other words, He is what God meant man to be, and through his birth, the divine identified itself with humanity so that humanity can be identified with divinity. And what we started on Tuesday was the fact that as a patterned son, he is a demonstration of the kind of life that we're supposed to live. We talked about he established a relationship. While Jesus is the only begotten son of God, and incidentally, God calls Israel his son, and what he is by nature, we become sons or daughters through adoption. John one twelve. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Romans 8.16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Then we talked about the nature of God has to become our nature. 
1 John 4, 16 and 17. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. And here's a key. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. In other words, the nature of Jesus has been imparted to us and we have to reflect that nature. It also says in Second Peter 1.4, we have become partakers of the divine nature. So, Junie, on a very practical basis, what does the incarnation really mean to us in our life here on earth? And the word is everything. If we are truly children of God, we need to resemble our Father who was incarnated in Jesus. We see also in Romans 8, 17, the word of God says, If children, heirs, H-E-I-R-S, also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed... We suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Powerful verses, Junie, joining us, not just with Jesus as Savior, but with Jesus as a pattern of life. Are we living? Are we allowing his life to live through us? Another issue where our identity must be with him is our character, our whole nature. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, The word is very clear. Have this mind. And in Greek, that word mind not just means mind. It means attitude and disposition in which was also in Christ Jesus. I mean, in clear, simple language, the disposition that Jesus lived in, the mindset is is something that we need to be living in day in and day out in our daily lives. And he taught his disciples how to pray, which was his mindset. And when he came to earth, his father became our father. Yes. And so he taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He hallowed the name of his father. Yes, Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In other words, in my heart, in the earth of my life, that his will would be done even as it is in heaven. And then the incarnation becomes real to us because the incarnate one lives and is alive in and through us. And that can only happen, Shelley, when we practice every day to give the Lord our mind, our emotions, the works of our hands, put it at his feet and say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Yes, Lord. And that's how our righteousness can exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, which Jesus warned our people unless our righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So how does that happen? When we allow the righteous one, and who is the righteous one? The incarnated one, Jesus, to live in and through our life. He sent to us the spirit of truth. His resurrected life, if we're born again, lives in us. And that's the the work that exceeds the righteousness of yes, the Pharisees. Lord. 
which changes our life, our character, our being. And then we would be able to pour out his love and pour out his forgiveness and pour out his healing and pour out his life to everyone around us. That's right. But we can't have that life, Shelley, unless we give up our own. Yes. So we've spoken about relationship, about nature, uh, about character. And one more thing we'd like to point out. Jesus's mission has become our mission. For example, in John chapter 9, verse 4, the Lord said, We must work the works of him that sent me. Also, in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 21, As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. So you see, Jesus, of course, was our Lord and, is our Lord and Savior, but his life needs to become a pattern for our life. Otherwise, it, it's a theological thing. It must be demonstrated day in and day out that that incarnated God is a, a pattern of our life here on earth. And you know, Shelley, a pattern is separate from the material. Hmm. But because God is a pattern, his life is ours. And as we practice righteousness, as we practice giving him our mind, our will, and our emotions, our desires, then the pattern and the material become one. Jesus's life becomes our life, and then his life is our life, and that's the identity between the divine yes. and the natural life. Hallelujah. We give our natural life that we would live his life today and throughout eternity. Father, we pray that these words will speak to every one of our listeners, including Junie and me, yes. that we could live that kind of life that would demonstrate your life in us. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And... You can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.